And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. What's so funny now? <laughs> the first comment is, Ham is an idiot. He yes. didn't even do anything wrong today. <laughs> hey, Darren, Darren's been such a great supporter. He's always welcome to say what he's like. And then right after Doobie, I repeat, I do not like Ham in wins or losses. <laughs> It's uh, Gerald Glasser go right back. I do not like that. five out and ham. I do not like them. Sam, I am. <laughs> I don't like green eggs and ham. <laughs> I don't like man. five out. I don't like five out and ham. Magic I do not man, like I it. am. I Sean, don't like I three am. guards and ham. It's pretty good, Joe. It's Gerald Glasser go right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, also as well, inside sports, fantasy football. For your last-minute tips for NFL Week 13, go ahead and check out what Magic Man, Chris Ardieri, and Joe Soro talked about on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Joe Soro also shares his thoughts and feelings, which has been very feelings. <laughs> to say, controversial as of late. Uh, as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and hear what he has to say there. And of course, support his company. Don't be, even if you're mad at him, please support his great work all week long at Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Oh, he's typing now. Watch out. Watch out. In the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers fast, fast break. But also, as well, Magic Man is here. He has been trying out some Magic Mind. MagicMind.com. Oh, my Read it, shut. That <laughs> uh, magicmind.com. Go ahead and check it out today. If you think it might be something for you, good for you, I'm just ignoring them right now as a supplement. Go ahead and check them out today. Get a 15 or 30 bottle set and use the code Lakers20 for 20% off the awesome Magic Mind oh, supplement man. at magicmind.com. Was also for as well our good friends Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, the guys who said they wanted to be here earlier tonight, decided that they'll just be here tomorrow you night. Bummed. Or, you're a bunch tomorrow of morning. Bums. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Tomorrow morning. Tom, you're bum. Jamie, you're bum. And they're gonna say something. Oh no, we meant 11 a.m. tomorrow. Anyways, we that's all we meant. They probably have to go to some USC game to watch one of their siblings or somebody play. Right? Let me guess. No, Tom went to see his granddaughter play. Didn't I just say that? No, you said SC. Okay. Yes, Mission, I saw that. Yes, I know what you meant by that, Joe. Yes, it wasn't over my head. I know what you meant, but just clarifying because you weren't. It wasn't a good joke. Let's just put it that way. Maybe it wasn't a joke. Uh, You're all usually trying to make a joke. Some of them are hit, actually, every now and then. So. It is, of course, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet. Go ahead and check them out at Lakerholics.com, and they'll be here tomorrow for Lakerholics Spotlight, 11 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, because they just set their own times. They don't care about us. But also, as well, of course, go ahead and check out Lakers in 5. Also, as well, Empire Jeff, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, the John McCainlian channel. And speaking of supporting, please support us, because we need all the support we get, one way or the other. If you don't like us, you love us, you hate our opinions, you don't like our opinions, you love our opinions, just support us and watch. We just thank you for watching, and please go ahead and like and subscribe 
on YouTube and like and follow on Facebook. That way you get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. And don't forget our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. And big shout out to Laker Nick for stopping by. I know he had to jet out a little early, but Joe Sora was there. Sean Grice was there. And we were still talking about all the stuff that was talked about on the last night's episode with LeBron and Bronny James. So if you want to hear what everybody's been talking about and what I've gotten, probably more emails comments on facebook and comments on youtube on in quite some time go ahead and check out what was said on last night's show and also on the pregame on this channel as well but the lakers come into tonight uh reeling from a so-so road trip with a couple really hard losses that they had oklahoma city they got spanked they come back home Uh, home cooking it has been good for the lakers seven and two so far on the season and with the NBA's worst road team driving on in, would it be good for the Lakers? Well, it didn't start off that way with another slow first quarter. But in the second quarter, a 24-2 to run, excuse me, a 25-2 to run led by Austin Reeves showing off his trickery with those moments that you say, it's him, it's him really took the Lakers off and got them into a double-digit lead, and they never looked back as they pretty much kept it throughout the whole entire game throughout in double digits and never really got close as the Lakers do win 107-97. to But here today to talk about today's great defensive performance. And yes, Max Christie, yes, he does deserve some flowers because he did play well today, Darren but he's got to do that consistently. Consistency is the key. We talked about this on playback. That's great that he does it, you know, one every few games, but in order to play consistently in the NBA, well, you have to do it consistently. So, you know, he's got to show up like this more often. And if he does, more power to him. And I'll probably still get 15 emails every week from Rodell, regardless. But still, great to have you here. Thank you so much for the super chat. Truly appreciate it. But here today to talk about the game. Good man indeed. He's the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to talk about the Lakers' great defensive performance. So many steals, block shots by AD, five block shots in total from AD. The steals, their hands were seemingly everywhere. And only 11 steals, Magic Man. Five for D'Angelo Russell. He was more active on the defensive end than I've seen him ever with the Los Angeles Lakers. 100%, Gerald. There was uh, obviously, I'm not sure what was said uh, pregame or what kind of film work was done, Gerald, but there was a significant improvement um, just from the start, at least defensively. Yeah, they gave up 30 points in the first quarter. Oh, well, ho-hum. Uh, normally we're being outscored by anywhere from an average of eight of eight to 16 points in the first quarter. We're only down five. I mean, I said at the time, I'll take it. And I think everybody else would did as well. And as Gerald alluded to, they were able to, uh, stem a bit of a, a, an ashy start again, Gerald. I'm not sure why 
It just seems that every first quarter is five yards in a cloud of dust with the Lakers for about five and a half to 10 minutes until they really start to focus in on what, what needs to be done. But alas, uh, they managed to regroup. They outplayed the Rockets for two and a half quarters. And um, Gerald, we said it before the game. I mean, the in biggest indicator would be did Anthony Davis outplay Alperen Shingun and Gerald? Anthony Davis did outplay Alperen Shingun. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, it was, you know, something that you pointed out and something in the pregame. I know you got a little bit of flack for it, but you know what? I'm glad that, that they were able to prove us wrong today with a consistent offensive performance and defensive performance anchoring a 27.14 rebound five block game. This is the AD we know, not just being able to get those kind of stats and be able to have that kind of presence. It's the consistency and the fact that he really bothered Alperin Shingun, who was eight for 25 on the other end. Yes, absolutely. Because at this point in time, you made Shingun work for his points, Gerald. I, um, I'm not sure whether or not it was just, you know, the vicissitudes of the season, um, you know, iffy preparation or lack of reading scheduling reports, but AD took Alperin Shingun seriously in this game, Gerald, made him work for just about everything um, that he got and hats off to him. They made adjustments. Um, Yeah, Freddie and uh, Brooks hit some – it's some timely threes at times, Gerald. But I mean, once the Lakers got up to that, that 17, 18 point lead midway through the second quarter and took that 16 point lead into uh, halftime, as Joe said, they pretty much played uh, even Steven with the Rockets for the they next put a cruise control. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, though, very impressive victory, Magic Man. And before I send it over to Joe. <laughs> The guy who I've been answering a lot of lately as far as for, you know, people's comments out there. And keep them coming as far as on YouTube, Facebook, email, because I've got a ton of them. Yeah, I mean, just really impressive win. And they needed this kind of defensive performance. You know, it wasn't really Vando back feeling, still feeling his roots. Rui, even though he was available to play, still was kept out of there. Reddish was, a little, you know, he was actually gone out of their out of the lineup. He was actually on the bench for quite some time after his first stint. So really, you can't attribute this to the guys that have been playing regularly as far as the defensive performance tonight. 100%, Gerald. And um, before before we, we get into it, flowers to Max Christie. Max yep. played very well tonight. Uh, made a couple of big threes. A uh, couple of great defensive uh, efforts. You know, I, again, Gerald, we talked about on the pregame, did not want to see Austin Reeves on uh, Freddie Van Fleet again. So they decided to go with Torian Prince or um, a combination of a couple of different guys. But for the most part, it was a good overall team defensive performance. Yeah, 97 points. I would say it's the best defensive effort of the year so far. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. 
Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers fans break. It is Magic Man Sean Grice, Joe Soro, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for listening. The Lakers 107 to 97 victory at home at the crypt. Lakers move to 12 and 9 on the season. And here today to go ahead and talk about today's game. Good man indeed. He is. Should I just label you the controversial Joe Soro? Because it just seems to me that you know sometimes you'll say things and that just sets people off. But he is the guy. Behind so much of what we do at playback.tv slash fast break. It is Joe Sorrow. Joe, good to have you here. I've been typing your name a lot lately, more than I thought I would in the past 24 hours. But when it comes right down to it, all your thoughts aside on that other issue, the your thoughts tonight were very promising, were very positive on how the Lakers played this evening. You're on mute. Uh, I got you. Yeah positive uh they were you sounded very positive tonight it's, on do it positive. it's that it, it's what i'm what's what we're watching mm-hmm. and we saw really good defense for four quarters tonight i saw d'angelo russell disrupting passing lanes i saw anthony davis getting great position on offensive rebounds defensive rebounds getting great position on block shots it was probably the, the only game, I guess, you know, because Houston's a good team. It's not Utah or, or Memphis, but this was a pretty complete game for against a really good team, even though Houston, I believe, hasn't won a road game yet. Am I no, correct on they're that? they're 0-8 now. Yeah, so, uh, again, th- this is what you're supposed to do. And the 10-point lead, or I'm sorry, the 10-point win was not indicative of actually how, how well they played. The <laughs> Darvin Ham emptying the bench was... Wow, that 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 last five, what three minutes? Sorry, yikes! Okay. The, the, those guys are not good. Uh, but it was a highly entertaining entertaining game. We saw some highlights with LeBron. Obviously, we saw some really good ball uh, from Anthony Davis. Uh, a lot of nice dunks. We saw some nice open threes that went in. Uh, I'd say the player of the game, I mean, you could give it to AD. He had the the flash and the numbers. But I think I think D'Angelo Russell set the tone tonight. And Cam Reddish had some phenomenal uh, Ron Artest-type steals tonight. And uh, three really, really awkward layups that were, that were really, really nice that they went in. Snot. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's what we saw tonight. Yeah, it was nice. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Vanderbilt didn't look like he had enough stamina tonight. He got hosed on one of those calls, though. That that should have gone a different way. But I was very happy tonight. I thought they played very, very well. Uh, they sustained the, the the big lead pretty much the entire second half until the last few minutes when when garbage time started. And that's all we're asking for, guys. LeBron played 35 minutes, I believe. I would have preferred if he had played five less minutes. But 
it wasn't taxing minutes from what I saw. As a matter of fact, I was actually surprised when I saw the box score say that he had played 35 minutes. I would have, I could have sworn he played 29, 30 minutes tonight. I don't even remember him in the third quarter until the end. So very happy with that. Uh, Davis uh, played 37 minutes. And Reeves, I would say, last but not least, probably played his best game this year. He was he's, he's he got back that little uh, dribble drive that he does in the paint and and, and floater that that gets an and one every time. He he's starting to get that back a little. He got a lot of it back tonight. Very very happy, and I think he should start thinking about putting him in the starting lineup now that Vando is going to start getting involved with this because I think if you have Vando at the three or four, uh, you're going to get that defense, and of course you've got Cam Reddish that you can use as well. Uh, the, on, on in terms of starting, I'd like to see actually. I'd like to see Cam Reddish, uh, Austin, and and D'Lo again. I want to see that lineup, and then if certain things won't work, you know, throw in Vando once he gets in the good game shape, and then of course we have Rui once his face heals, whatever that is. Uh, but we're we're we were good tonight, guys. I was very 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 happy and very satisfied, and looking forward to Tuesday, and hopefully we can uh, finish off this next week with some good uh in tournament ball and get the get the momentum going to start winning more and more as we go on once again the lakers win 107 to 97 thanks for joining us so much appreciate you watching here magic man everybody's talking about the layup intel wild in our super chat said what about that braun 360 layup absolutely uh almost like a helicopter style yeah that he made just truly incredible. And it, he's 38. He's 39 at the end of this month. Yeah, he'll be he'll be 39 uh three and a half weeks. So yeah. I'll be 39 in two weeks. So easy, Gerald. Still enjoying my 38th year for the last I'll two. I'll still weeks. be 54 when you reach <laughs> uh incredible. That was I've seen a lot from LeBron, Tomahawk dunks, some nice transition threes. Some really powerful, powerful um, telephone booth stuff. But that was what he did was a combination of athleticism, guts, and awareness, Gerald. It was a perfect, it was a perfect triad of those characteristics. And uh, I was, I was marveling at it two minutes after it happened. I was still, I'm still thinking about that and marveling at it incredible i agree with intel that was the best move that we've seen by anybody in the nba this year and that includes anthony edwards shakil just alexander jason tatum Giannis. that was the best move all year and he's going to turn 39 later this month that's correct Joe, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, Rui Hashimura was listed as available tonight, and we talked about this on the pregame before you went on, and then after you came on, you're talking about Ham said he is going to be very particular about he integrating him, integrating him back into the lineup, basically. Going to be very careful, so to speak, even though he's gotten a mask and all that, fitted for him and all that. 
your thoughts on that because again heading into a what a very important game on tuesday nba cup or otherwise it's still a you know you're fighting for the first place in the pacific division against this team uh, it would have been nice for him to get some run in a game that was relatively decided by the second quarter it doesn't seem like he was wanting to play him today and being that we extended you know kind of took the game over in the second quarter. He probably made that assessment at halftime. Look, I'm not going to play you. I'm going to hold you back for another few days. Make sure you're healed up because three of our guys got hit in the face today. Reeves got hit in the face. AD got hit in the face. And LeBron got hit in the face. Reeves got hit twice in the face. No. So I don't know what it is about the Lakers, but uh, they seem to stick their face out a lot and they get smacked around or, or not. So the last thing we we need is uh, Rui to re-injure his face on a on a on a on a basic play, which seems to happen a lot. And I didn't. I don't care, guys. If, if Rui plays one game, ten games, three games, as long as we win, I don't really care who gets what at this point. The Lakers seem to have enough uh, wings to to manage while he's gone. But I do. I would like to see if he can at some point here, establish himself as a legitimate 6-7 guy coming off the bench that can give us 12 to 13 points a game. I think that ultimately is what I'm going to be looking for. And I would like these guys to stop getting injured and stop healing so goddamn slow. I mean, come on. Let's let's go here. Let's go. How long does a does a how long should this last? Three weeks? It's been freaking three weeks. What what either this Put yourself on the shelf or make up your goddamn mind. Like, hurry up. Um, Darvin Ham's quote tonight, uh, that is the hope. That is the plan. He'll be available on Tuesday. Okay, good. Your your favorite word, Joe. Yeah, hope. Hope. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> your thoughts on too, that? If you're too lazy to hope. <laughs> when you're living on hope all day, Good luck. At some point, I'm eating. I'm eating some hope, Joe. Yeah, eat some hope. Yeah, I'm eating some hope. Sit, sit at home when you can't pay your bills and hope your bills get paid. That's that's a good way to look at it. We'll hope he plays on Tuesday. What does that mean? Just I'm just telling you what I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't understand that. That is that supposed to be like, hey, we don't want to tell Phoenix what's going on. It's just just. Figure it out. You know, they, they do have those masks. They, they, they play with them. If he's uncomfortable playing with a mask, then we got bigger problems with him. But we'll see. Again, I, the Lakers won tonight. They dominated pretty much the entire game. So I'm not going to sit back and let uh, nonsense verbiage uh, distract me from being happy tonight. So when you see D'Angelo playing defense like you did tonight, uh, and we'll get to the testiness, Magic Man. I'll get you the t- testiness right here in a second. But Joe, when you see Magic, uh, when you see D'Angelo Russell playing like that on the defensive end with five steals tonight, uh, what does that tell you? He, why you're asking yourself, why can't he do that more often? Well, what we what what it proves is what happens when your when your brain tells your body to put in the effort. Defense is effort. I'd say 80 to 90%. Yes, D'Angelo's lateral movement isn't good. We've talked about that. Same thing with Austin Reeves. But that doesn't mean 
And, you know, D'Angelo is a very long 6'5". I mean, he isn't Vanderbilt long or, or, or Christian Wood long, but he's fairly long for, for a guy that's probably legitimately 6'3", right? With shoes, probably 6'4". He's listed at 6'5". But he does have instincts, right? He's He's a superior athlete. There's no denying that in terms of basketball, the ability to release the basketball and have the accuracy he has and the the way he can kind of maneuver his body in and out of traffic or just in general on a court, he's an elite athlete. You can say that. Uh, So why not use as much as you can? If you're not, if you're not having the, if you're anticipating, which is what he did tonight his anticipation can make up for a lot of that lateral athleticism that he doesn't have, or maybe speed. And he did that tonight to the point where it disrupted. It's it's almost like Houston came into this game and didn't in any way expect someone like D'Angelo Russell to be a disruptor. And as soon as he started doing that, they didn't know how to adjust. It, it was all downhill from there. That happens. That happens, and it happened tonight, and it didn't stop until he left, until he was out of the game. He played all the way through with that kind of intensity. And then, of course, Austin Reeves looked like Austin Reeves from last year where he was controlling the basketball very, very well and getting into the lane and creating those and ones that we saw a lot of during last year where everyone said, oh, this guy's going to be an all-star. Well, if you're going to have D'Angelo playing defense like that and Austin – controlling the ball the way he did, you're, you're in trouble. And, of course, AD it was the top. <clears throat> AD was the topper where he was slithering in and around the, the, the basket on both ends, and he had, he, had, he had a pulse on everything there. LeBron didn't really need to do much tonight. I, I know he played 35 minutes, but a lot of that, those minutes were, were low-intensive low, low, low uh, work. So... I, I was thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly happy and impressed on how they played tonight. One of their best games, if not the best, for for the season so far. And twelve and nine is not the record I'd prefer. I would have preferred fifteen and six, but let's see if they can get on a little winning streak here and win maybe like three, four in a row, and then we can start talking about them getting out of their little funk. Once again, the Lakers do win 107 to 97. Magic Man, I'll ask you this. Again, truly appreciate and want to thank you first off, not only for heading our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break live coverage with Joe Soro, myself, and then obviously Laker Nick as well. Big shout out to him as always. But magicmind.com, you've been taking it all throughout the week. Truly appreciate it that you stepped up and said, you know what, I'll give it a shot. You enjoyed your time with it. And they were so gracious in allowing us the opportunity and sent you some free uh, to just give it a shot. And you were able to go ahead and use it. Now you're able to go ahead and share with others about magic mind before we get into the testiness of tonight's game. Overall, how was your experience with magic mind? Uh, great, Gerald. Uh, last bottle was yesterday. Um, so need, uh, need some more. Uh, it's been fantastic. Um, no brain fog at all. I usually have at least one to three brain farts a day. That's usually my minimum. Uh, haven't had any since I've started taking it. Um, 
I have extra energy at night that I I didn't have before, and I know people will be maybe, might be scratching their heads thinking this guy lives on the East Coast, and sometimes he's up to like two thirty, three o'clock, and he's still saying that this thing is giving him more energy. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, I wanted to go back to your description the other day with the hot yoga involved. Oh yes, yes, yes. That got me. That got me out of a jam, Gerald. And let me tell you something. Yeah, if uh, if you want to get out of a jam, take Magic Mind because it will help you out of that jam. You won't have the brain fog. So if some if significant other tries to slip one by you, you'll be able to. Recognize what's going on and take the appropriate action, Gerald. Indeed. By the Indeed. by the way, the I I think it's cool that Magic Mind decide uh decided to uh um ask us to uh to do this. I think it's 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 cool, man. Again, Echinacean honey, the purple and gold of nature. Only fitting that uh, a Lakers pod should be the ones to uh try and promote the product um love it so far i mean the um the the mushrooms in it as well if if anybody likes um i'm I'm not sure like it's a it's a spongy vegetable gerald not everybody is like a mushroom fan but it's got well they want to check out what's in it yeah just stop by extract in it as well i i personally I, i mushrooms are very healthy for you i I love them as well. That so there, it's just uh, it's a, it's a great combination of different um, um, different uh, ingredients combined with um, si- the science behind it as well. So I love it. Magicmind.com, fifteen or thirty bottle order. Just go ahead and use the code Lakers twenty to get twenty percent off. But back to the game, my friend. I got a little testy uh, right there between Cam Reddish and was that uh, Eason? Tari Eason? Yeah, it was Eason, yeah. Okay. And it led to a discussion therein between LeBron and Coach Ime Udoka, which he got his second tee. He got a tee earlier in the game, so it led to him being, uh, you know, escorted out of the building as far as it's concerned. So Intel Wild with a super chat. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. He said he wanted to know what LeBron and, and Ime Udoka were talking about. Hopefully we can get some word on that in the game. If there is on Twitter, or if that's posted out there, I'll go ahead and get it for you, Intel. He also wanted to say stepping out of the shower room, AD just fell down. Eight times we counted. Doobie counted eight times tonight. So tell me a little bit about AD's falling and the testiness tonight. Those were some of just the side stories tonight. For yeah, uh, honestly, Gerald. Uh, so me and Gerald are both uh, big South Park fans. Um, every time AD falls down, he reminds me of that Jack Officer. So that, that's kind of what I want to call him now. Every okay. time, mm-hmm. every time okay. he falls down, the Jack Officer. Um, stop falling, please. It's you know, and Bill McDonald. Oh well, you know, I guess the the floor spot must be slippery there. Well, why the hell weren't the rockets falling over the slipping? The wet spot for the the rockets is it for the Lakers? What do they got astronaut shoes, Gerald? I don't think so. They were wearing the same sneakers. Well, there was no misinterpretation so, of the of of uh, Ime Yudoka being ejected because he was right there. 
The ref literally uh, was right in between like, those two. Yeah, I, you know, he 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 falls more than than a Brazilian striker in FIFA. <laughs> LeBron and what he okay, I see the NBA retweet. He's in the blocker. Oh, okay. LeBron's not going to tell you. He just said uh, he it, he didn't say exactly what. Yeah, he just, he's, he's very evasive on his answer. Something about uh, Thanksgiving wishes, so you know that wasn't the case. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Pr- probably probably smelled uh, Udoka's cheap Tom Ford cologne and and said something about it. Yeah, I mean, well, the way Ime was looking at him and just like with some sort of disdain, and then his last comments were as he was just like drifting off away from it just sounded very disrespectful to LeBron. So, yeah, obviously, whatever was said, uh, the ref gave them both tees. But, yeah, yeah, you know, just got what it deserved. There you go. uh, Honestly, Gerald, there is uh, no love loss between those two. He's played against them in a couple finals. um, And, obviously, he's now on the opposite end as uh, a player coach. There's no love lost between those two. Um, I don't ever recall them actually having a dust up when they played Gerald. Yudoka was, you know, a utility player. Uh, so it, there wouldn't be a huge interaction. But obviously him talking on the bench uh, with those first teams when uh, LeBron was in Miami, it's no love lost between those two. Once again, the Lakers do win 107-97. to Going into Tuesday's game, Joe, very important, as I said, as far as it's concerned. You know, obviously, early season matchup, still for first place in the Pacific Division. Obviously, the beloved NBA Cup and in-season tournament and all that stuff gets into the Las Vegas semifinals for the winner and all that. But to me, I think they're going to ramp up the effort on Tuesday, both teams. And I think it's going to be a good one on Tuesday night. Go ahead, Joe. Gotcha. So Booker's will likely be playing Tuesday. This will be the first time the Lakers face Phoenix with Booker in the lineup. They're going to earn this one if they want to win it. And while I don't believe he's an MVP candidate, he's still very important to this team and an integral part of them having any success. I'd like the Lakers to do what they did tonight on Tuesday. I would like them to win this tournament because why not? You're there, win two more games, get the damn trophy and use that as some kind of springboard to, you know, focusing on the the next most important trophy in June. And that's how I'm looking at this next week. Um, um, if they lose and they're, and they're competitive, still it's somewhat a, a, a good setup as, because we've, we've not seen the Lakers play a good team, uh, a likely playoff team in a competitive setting. Usually they're getting burnt burnt by those guys. And I'd like to, I'd like to have that stop now. I'm, I've had enough of that. And, you know, I'm, you got a couple of days off here, guys. I'm hoping you guys are prepared for it. Maybe get some practice time before Tuesday. When you see a performance like that, does it give you more confidence that the Lakers can go ahead and beat Phoenix, a team that they're constantly being measured against? No, not yet. The Lakers haven't proved anything in the first 21 games where they're going to play consistent for, let's say, a week or two. We've constantly had a, an ebb and flow or a peak and valley with them. And right now they won, and the the odds say after the first 21 games, they're going to get blown out in this game. So until I stop seeing that, then I'll start saying, okay, 
let's start talking about what likely will happen in this next game. At least that's where I'm at on that. Well, and Gerald, let's let's be frank here as well. This is now phase two of the Lakers season. You've reincorporated your most of your injured players now back into the fold. Not exactly up to speed yet, but that's in the process of happening. So phase one, the Lakers went eleven and nine. Phase two, we're starting out one and zero. Pretty good. Yeah, Tuesday's going to be a big test. Book made his return. I I hadn't watched that game yet. I was about about to watch it, but he looked good. So, and Gerald, I, I realized that uh, you know there were there were some people that were still on the fence about whether or not like who would the who would have the de facto point guard for the Suns be, and I know a lot of people thought it might be Bradley Beal, them trying to fit him in. It's Devin Booker, Gerald. Yep. He's he's their second-best scorer at this point, and he's their best facilitator. And hats off to Frank Vogel for figuring out that that's the best way to utilize Booker as a primary facilitator and a secondary scorer. That's not what happened last year uh, in the playoffs. Monty Williams basically tried to force Booker's shot selection down Denver's throat along with KD, and it didn't work, Gerald. It didn't work. We saw the adjustments that uh, the Denver Nuggets made, and um, I I think if Booker had played this way, that series might have gone the distance. I'm not saying Phoenix would have won. I wouldn't have favored them. All I'm saying is I think it would have been a different three-game series. That being said, like Joe said, big test. But you beat Phoenix twice already. And if you beat him again, Gerald, that's that's I believe I believe the Lakers haven't um, beat the Suns three times in a row since the Kobe era. Mm-hmm. The Kobe era. That's a long time to wait to beat a rival three times in a row. So you know, I, I realize it's not a big deal, like winning three games in a row against the Phoenix Suns. But you know what? For momentum's sake and for the sake of this team, I think you should try c- coming out Tuesday with gangbusters. And even though he's not up to speed yet, Gerald, having the opportunity now to deploy either Cam Reddish and or Vando on Devin Booker creates very nice defensive versatility. Now, will Ham uh, utilize that and exploit that? We'll find out. We all have our doubts. That being said, the fact that the personnel is back to where a healthy level gives him more options, and that that makes for a better Lakers team, regardless of how we think about him. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 107 to 97. Uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. Cool bro. Appreciate it. Uh, Thank you so much for all your 
great conversations in the Mandalorian language. So appreciate it. Uh, he's been doing that all chat long, and uh, it's always different to have here. It's part of Lakers Fast Break. Uh, Henry, you wanted to ask about Gabe Vincent. Uh, I posted there the comments in the chat room, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers Fast Break, about Gabe Vincent, Joe. And Gabe Vincent, I guess, according to Jovan Buha and his conversation with Darvin Ham, he's progressing along, not as of yet, but he's progressing really, really good. Ham said Vincent is running on the anti-gravity treadmill, weightlifting, and getting shots up. Uh, so it looks like, at best, it would probably be the end of this month. And if you're just on a treadmill now, uh, I still think it's going to be 2024, if at all we're going to see him at any time, point in time this season. Well, if we see him in January, that's way ahead of schedule what I thought it would be. Yeah. When you hear platelet replacement on a knee, that doesn't really sound good. Yeah. <laughs> about uh, it. <clears throat> So I'm 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 fully expecting him not to be a contributor this year, but if we're surprised, then it's all the more uh, positive that we have more depth. But I don't know. I unfortunately we got another Miami dud. So just let this be a lesson to to the Lakers: stop signing uh, Pat the, the the players that Pat Riley doesn't value. If you know this is Pat Riley is a Laker, you should know this by now. Well, the thing is, though, when it comes right down to it, it's less attractive than what we saw before, guys, because he has a three-year contract as opposed to previously where there was not that extensive contract. So everybody out there say trade Gabe for Caruso, Magic Man, or, you know, like we saw tonight, or trade Gabe for this, or trade put Gabe teams will not want to trade guy for bad knee if he's not on a contract that's going to be expiring magic man not really not really gerald i mean what what are you going to do if you're a team just put him on injured reserve and then try and get that injury exception that's half of his salary that's again again i agree with uh uh the pod father no team is going to exercise that option no team. Yeah. Uh, it's it, going to, Gerald, if you're going to trade Gabe Vincent, you're going to have to offer a sweetener or two. Yeah. Or two, depending, depending on what team you're dealing with. So, I, I mean, we'll have to just wait and see. I, I, I realize with, uh, with, you know, some of the, some of the troops coming back and, and being, um, full bore i i realize that the trade ruminations and and uh scuttlebutt are out there but I, I, for the most part i think we should just focus on the group we have right now because that's that's what we're going with for the next 20 25 games i don't think the again that the lakers or or plink are in uh panic or need to make a move now mode i think it's more pay, waiting on to see how this group together evolves. Now that may or may not include Gabe Vincent in the future, Gerald, because you definitely need to address the point guard position at some point. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. I mean, these are areas of needs for the team. Joe, uh, as we said, Gabe Vincent's going to be out a while. So that's the only thing I see as far as right now, as far as, being a huge hole. There are many 
flaws right now that the Lakers have still that that get shown out from time to time, but not having a smaller guard to compete with some of these smaller guards is very difficult for the Lakers. You know, Christie has been able to defend at times on some of these smaller guards, but Maxi destroyed him the other day. SGA abused him the other day, but yet again, he, depending on the matchup, you know, can be good for the Lakers, but still they really do need someone of that size that can be able to play more effectively against those guys. And that's going to be a problem with anyone. Uh, Shea Gilgis is a elite guard and then Maxie's an elite guard. And you're, if you don't, even if you have a standout there that can at least stay in front of them, they're still not going to be able to stop those guys. So it's got to be a team effort at that point. It's got to be, uh, shading a second defender on those guys and, and and making sure that that second defender still has enough time to close out on a on a shooter or if this so happened to be let's say an mb down down on the block it, it has to be a collective at this point uh if you want to take if you want to just use what tools you have now an elite guard that can guard who is out there who's the first name that comes up an elite guard point guard that can guard D'Anthony Melton and not a lot of people are going to remember his name right off the bat and Philly wouldn't trade him either so it's it's the three and D thing again we don't really have there isn't anyone out there that is you can say man if we just got this guy we can he can guard the point guard or more importantly all the, the Caruso's have come up in the chat. Well, Caruso's more of a two guy, right? Who can guard, let's say, an elite scoring guard, but a point guard that the Lakers would need would need to be somebody that can actually initiate the offense and as well, you know, stay in front of his man on defense. Which those guys are just not around. They don't. Do really you remember the days as Caruso as the point guard? Do you remember those days? Yeah, they weren't. So, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah Gerald. I, I know, I know. A lot of people are are still pining for Dennis Schroeder, but I do remember a time with Dennis Schroeder and Alex Caruso were in the backcourt together, and the offense was G League ish, G League ish. They couldn't even average a hundred points. They, they, the memory goes very quickly, Magic Man. So, I just think that again, Caruso would be a great addition to the team, but he is in the he is going to be in the middle of a bidding war, Joe and and Sean. It's just that simple. They're, I don't think the Lakers have enough assets unless they're willing to throw out an unprotected twenty twenty nine. Would that be it or thirty one? Uh, yeah, no, it'd be both. Okay, I don't, I don't, be both. Well, they're all asking for two first round. They're asking for two, yeah. I think yeah. I think they're 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 setting it up high, knowing full well they're not going to be getting that. Yeah, but there will be a team that will They'll get at one. least one. They will get, get one, but it's got to be a package. If they're if the Bulls are going to, they don't need to trade Caruso. He's not making that much money. What they do need to do is they need to trade Levine. Levine is the one that they really need to trade. And I, you don't need to trade DeRozan. You don't need to trade Caruso. Those guys, DeRozan's contract's running out. Unless you want to get something for it, sure, that's probably gonna happen. But I don't know. I don't know who's gonna who's gonna drop a couple of. It'd have to be maybe a let's say a package. Let's say a package of DeRozan and Caruso for maybe uh, two first round picks and two second round picks. 
I absolutely could see that happening. And there is a team out there that could really use both. And that is a team like Philly that needs to win a championship now. They want to keep their guy and be happy. And this hiring Nick Nurse and getting rid of James Harden is going to, could be at the end of the season, be one of the biggest, two of the biggest transactions this summer. Should they get reinforcements on this team like a DeRozan and a Caruso? Because I believe if they did set did set something up like that, if they did go get those guys, I think they're now a major threat for 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 Boston and the East and Milwaukee, and possibly winning it all with those guys. I'm I'm watching Philly for to me. I, I just don't. I don't know how the Lakers are going to get what they want before the deadline. I don't know. It would have to be some kind of sweetheart deal that 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 unprotected, Joe. It, how would, it would have to be some kind of sweetheart deal where uh, Polinka will hook up Reinsdorf and, and, and company with something down the road. There's no way, logically, they have anything worth anything that they would give. Chicago. Unprotected first. They're being protected first. It's, it's it, it, you're not listening to me. It does. I'm just, it, I'm just telling you that's what yeah. that's what that has to start. I didn't say it would be the ultimate. Yeah, it, it's that, that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Uh, they're not going to give up an unprotected first round for Caruso. It's just it's not. Gonna I happen. wouldn't either. I'm not just telling you what yeah. Chicago they want. Start, well, start. They, they, I want five first round picks. It doesn't matter what they want. It's what they're likely going to get. Yeah. Now getting. Getting DeRozan and getting Caruso in a package is very likely because I don't see how it works for one or the other unless, I guess, unless they still get what they want with two separate trades. But I think it's going to be a package deal for DeRozan and Caruso. Uh, For sure, Caruso. Well, you know, I'm just not – I'm not – I'm not sold on the idea that the Bulls won't get two first-round picks. For Caruso? Later first round picks. No way. There's like, no way like, they're going to go. go? Mem- Memphis had to give up one and Boston another one. That was two first round picks for Marcus Smart plus a second. Now, Marcus Smart is a former defensive player of the year. Alex Caruso is an all NBA defender. I could make an argument that Caruso is a better player that smart is right now, Joe, based on your, your, uh, your keen observation that Caruso is almost shooting 50% from three Marcus smart. Can't hit the broad side of a barn. 29 and a half. I mentioned yesterday. I think the bulls are in the wheelhouse of asking for two first rounders. And, that, and that's a whole lot of pressure. Intel wild and, and Dante and Rob, we trust and what Rob we trust. Rob does not have Rob's track record is up and down, up and down. I know Joe is, you know, okay. Intel wild, put it this way. He just checked hoops hype and they're number 10 in the league in spending. Uh, and we, we could go ahead and elaborate on that. So the Lakers will spend Joe. It just depends on if they can go ahead and match up an offer. That's going to be comparable to what other teams may offer for a quality player like Caruso uh, there's DeRozan, there's Levine. I don't know your opinions on them. It have changed or whatnot. Uh, mine certainly have not. 
on Levine or DeRozan. I just don't think they're good fits for our team, uh, especially Levine. I think you're really asking for a lot of trouble if you bring him over here on it, on that ter- horrible contract. You know, what, $170 million still? ish or 147 147 i believe yeah 147 million still owed to him for a guy that has iffy knees and 29 years old and is inconsistent and does not play defense uh, i levine coming to la won't have the same baggage and pressure that it would be in chicago levine is the number one guy in in chicago he's got he would pressure. go to a number three i'll give you he that he would go to a number three and i believe you know, we heard that Chris Paul had knee injuries back in 12, 2012. We've, there was a lot of talk that, hey, you know what? This guy's knees are going to go out. All of a sudden, 11 years later, he's still playing. But his so game wasn't predicated on athleticism. True, true. But he still need to get separation to hit that mid-range shot and dribble the ball as a point guard and get steals. So it, I, I wouldn't say he's – I wouldn't say that he wasn't – still athletic even though he had a knee yeah. issue that wasn't that was degenerative I, I don't i don't i think levine would be an absolute perfect three on this team the problem is he makes too much money lakers are not going to get themselves in the cap hell of all hells for for levine i just I, that's just that's not very realistic either you're talking about a guy who <laughs> This guy's going to be playing for a while on a very, 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 very large contract. Uh, and I just don't think the Lakers are going to spend. I don't think they're going to look at it from, you know, a financial standpoint, paying extra money for God, for, for, for Zach Levine. I just don't see them doing that. Magic man. Uh, your now, here, thoughts? Here's what I think could happen and how you can avoid the, the two firsts. Maybe even do a three three team deal and not have to give up any capital. Would the Lakers take on Lonzo's last year for Caruso if they're able to do like a three team deal? Would they do that? Good point. That's the question. That's the one I'm gonna. I, I've been thinking about since the beginning of the year. We know Lonzo has said he will play again uh, for the Lakers. Or for the Bulls, it's irrelevant at this point. He's more of just a salary dump. But I would be curious to see if there's a way where the Lakers and Chicago and maybe a third team can work out a deal where Chicago can get capital uh, and then the Lakers, of course, somehow take on Lonzo and obviously get Caruso. Then that would make a little bit more sense and not having to give up valuable assets. I mean, if they have to give up a first-round pick that's protected, could be something there. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 107 to 97. It's Joe Soro, Magic Man Chunk Rice with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much again for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. Join us tomorrow when the Lakerholics, who set their own day and time, have told us 11 a.m. tomorrow Pacific, right there for you at 2 p.m. Also as well uh, on the East Coast for Lakerholic Spotlight. Uh, so go ahead and join them at 11 a.m. Looking forward to that conversation since they said they were actually wanted to be here on the pregame and we're not magic man. What do you yeah, think? A couple Le- of bums. Yeah. Well, what do you think Laker Tom is going to talk about tomorrow? The oh, so positive one in regards to the Lakers. How do you think he's going to put the spin on this one this time around? 
that this Rockets team is a lot like the 94-95 version, Gerald, and the Lakers were able to uh, pull out a solid victory against the champion. No, it, he's he's probably going to be happy about it. Um, I will say this. Tom, Tom loves the fact that uh, Jackson Hayes was an adept three-point shooter, Gerald, for the volume of shots he took. I'd like you to please bring up the fact that he barely hit the rim. He grazed the rim on that three-point attempt. There was an air ball. There was an air ball. Jared Jared Vanderbilt, I believe, was the air ball. Oh, okay. You're right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That one was bad, too. That was more of a punt, like a shanked punt than an actual three-point shot. Uh, but yeah, I, I think overall, Gerald, I think it'll be the kind of the same equation with Tom. It'll be giving a lot of a lot of credit to Darvin Ham, even though um, tonight was more about AD asserting himself against Shangoon and our timely defense, uh, as Joe brought up. The length, the length was impressive tonight, and they had just about everybody in the fold. Excuse me, excluding Gabe Vincent. But regardless of that fact, that the defense showed up and showed out, and I'm proud of them for that. Hopefully, they can carry it over to uh, Tuesday because Gerald, it's it's not just uh, it's not just book. It's um, you know they have a couple guys now who have really established themselves. I mean, Frank Vogel loves Utah Watanabe. Um, who doesn't though? <laughs> At times, Nick Nurse uh, was infatuated with Yuta as well. Yeah, but so why does he keep hopping around from place to place? Place, exactly. He can't exactly. play defense. Defense, no, exactly. But he has been he has been uh, called upon to make shots, and with KD and Book on the floor, they need somebody, and he's been the guy. Um, a couple other guys could step up as well. Have to keep an eye on Joshua Koji and Metu. I mean, I realize that the Suns are, are, you know, are not um, a finished product either, but they've got a lot, a lot of things going well for them right now, chugging along, and we, we kind of need to um, step in front of that moving train with with our own uh, Freightliner and smash them. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's 107.97 victory for the Lakers. Uh, and Joe. 8.05. John, Matthew, I'm talking to you guys. Oh. Stop ducking. Stop ducking us. Okay. Stop ducking us. Come on. I know you're at the last game, John. Fair enough. But come on. This is the quarterfinals. It's the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. I want some onions. Come on. I'm I'm willing to show up on the Jamsters when we get our asses kicked. Tuesday, 8.05. Come on. Oh, Intel Wild, they appeared before on our show when we were doing it as far as our Phoenix Suns team preview. Uh, we've uh, tried to go back and forth. They've asked for Magic Man and Joe to appear on their show and then kind of backed out, I think. Was that correct? Am I speaking out of turn on that one? Uh that it wasn't it was kind of it died on the vine okay well let's hope it does we'll put out the invitation it died on the vine i know he we got died on the vine. i know we got something. someone for dallas on the lead up to dallas i can get you get that, it but, out but uh go uh as far as the phoenix 
uh, we'll get it done. We'll uh, we'll see what we can do to pressure them to come on the show here. So, absolutely, yep. absolutely. Looking forward to that. Plus, also as well, the Lakerholics tomorrow, and of course, game time will be Tuesday for the beloved NBA in-season tournament cup. Yeah, whatever. The courts are disgusting, yeah. and now everybody knows it, Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I cannot wait till it's over. I just told you I'm getting my eyesight oh. back. Uh, I'm stopping taking uh, Advil for the headaches I got, watching those dang Technicolor courts and all that. Truly irritating. But, Joe, uh, my friend, uh, basically great to have you here. I just finished about 15 comments, I think, tonight between emails, uh, Facebook, and also as well, of course, on YouTube. Not all of it was based on your brawny comments. Some of them were comments based on the fact that they love the fact that you get so pissed off when we lose and we get our ass kicked. Like twice it happened this week. <laughs> I guess it's a compliment that I have invested a lot of my emotion to losses. We are uh, more lot, popular these days in losses. The losses, than the losses uh, not, not all losses are, are equal. I think the effort is what's drawing the ire. Yeah, because we get Joe the Ripper. If you if you're giving effort and you're losing, it's different. It really is different versus just playing like you guys don't give a give a crap. That's been obvious, and all these losses against good teams have been getting blown out, and you can see their lethargic play because they give up, and it sets bad habits. And when you're Discussions are about other things besides playing basketball, like going to events that don't pertain to your your team. It's it, you know, there's we're in season here, folks. This is a an NBA season. You're obligated as an NBA player to play, and as long as you're healthy. So, just saying, if 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 the Lakers do what they're supposed to do, compete, win a good amount of games and at least compete in the losses and then have a couple duds every now and then I get that, but I, I don't, I'm not, I don't, we're not going to stand for losses. Like they've been having every other day. It's like, dude, are you guys, do you care? Care. Otherwise just retire and go somewhere else. No, but you want to make your money too, right? Well, can you at least play? Can you at least earn it? And not put us to sleep either. So that's it. That's all I got on that. Magic Man, any final thoughts before we head on out? Tomorrow we've got a, uh, I guess, a show with the Lakerholics. And then uh, Monday we'll come back with some NBA observations. We do have to go ahead here sometime very soon and, uh, I guess, go back to the halls of the Lakers Fast Break University and do an episode on Shaq. I know that it has been requested by L. Rob to join us, so we have to coordinate that with a – Great member of our faculty as well, Magic Man. Yeah, absolutely, Jared. We'll uh, we'll get into that discussion as well. That uh, almost caused Jerry West to have a full blown hemorrhagic stroke, <laughs> as was showcased on Winning Time, which is no more. So, unfortunately, indeed, still no word if there somebody's picking it up. No, now that the strike is over. No, yeah. those things have to move very quickly. Uh, very rare do they drag out like this, and then somebody will pick it up. And like, don't give down. me that BS about how your old venture capital money has dried up. You dummies know that bigger dummies with bigger wallets will 
just throw cash your way. Somebody please put a bid out for winning time. And call it showtime, please. And don't use the lame excuse HBO used that they didn't want to promote their competitor. Stupid. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Uh, once again, it is the Lakers fast and, break. And, and, and also, please, can you can you name your your streaming service? HBO it's like Nikki. Again? It's like Nikki Barnes, call, call, like calling Blue Magic Red Magic. <laughs> Nikki Barnes. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you joining us. We'll be back tomorrow again for the Laker Holics, whether we like it or not. I've been told 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Then also as well, Monday, we'll provide some NBA observations. And then on Tuesday, full slate as always, pregame, playback.tv. And the best post game in town is always right here where the best chat room is. Big shout out to Intel Wild for the super chats. A big shout out to everybody being a part of what we do right here at the Lakers Festival.